0: guerrilla ship podcast you're bringing me views about county cricket that's not in the news i am here with none other than mike gatting 4407 runs in 79 tests for england 23 of which were as captain 1,661 of those runs in 27 matches versus Australia with four centuries, a 50 on an Ashes debut against the fearsome Dennis Lilly, a higher score of 160 at Old Trafford and crucially a winning Ashes captain in Australia in 86-87 and three Ashes series wins overall. Mike, thank you so much for taking the time. Absolute pleasure. Um, let's just start, if we can perhaps, by um, talking about the current Ashes series and mm. um, it's been, ultimately, recently disappointing, but it's had its moments of being very close. What are your overall impressions of what you've seen and what you've followed?
1: Well, I suppose the, the, the outstanding thing has been uh, the quality of the two attacks, uh, and the outstanding thing really has been one batsman on, on the side of the Australian, sadly, who's been so consistent and so prolific that he's managed to to really tilt the uh, series as we, we thought he might do. in. Uh, in the Australian's favour and he's been uh, quite enormous. Um, and it goes to show that one person can influence a test match as Ben Stokes did uh, Henry, to uh, make sure that we uh, carried the Ashes through uh, until this last test match sadly which uh, you know we won't win the Ashes but we should still draw them so uh, it, it was something that I think everybody thought that the bowling attacks were far superior to the batting lineups. Um, but this one person, Steve Smith, has been just phenomenal. What? Um what is it? Do you think that really? Sa- he is a
0: one-off, I think. A, what, what, in your mind, sets him apart apart from just obviously the the weight of runs?
1: Well, he's worked out a, a way to play, uh, and his his, uh, his ability to want to score runs, and his ability to be able to do that, and be disciplined for long, long periods of time, and and you know when he gets to hundred, he's not happy with a hundred; he wants more. And I think that's a great, great attribute for for any world class player. And you look at any of them, and. Uh, you know, he, uh, he is obviously up there in the in the top three with Coley and Kane Williams and himself. Mm-hmm. And you would have put somebody like Rooty up there uh, a little while before the series, but sadly he he hasn't, uh, through a few technical difficulties possibly, um, been able to go on and get the big scores that obviously he can do. Well that that kind of brings me on to an, another question actually, is, is <coughs> do you think
0: there's even the slightest hint of a World Cup hangover? or? Uh, did we just ultimately lose to a,
1: a, slightly, a slightly, I don't even think, massively stronger team driven by one individual? Look, I think the bowling attack of the Australians, they never let up, I mean once they once they got into the groove and they got into it, I mean Cummins and Hazel would have been spectacular, mm. um, uh, assisted by people like Siddle and, and, uh, and obviously Stark in the last one. Um, and obviously, Lions played his part, or that prolifically in the last three, but certainly the first one. Um, and in their in their sort of lineup, they have a you know a very very fine fine bowling attack. So that to me was was that losing. No one's really mentioned the loss of Jimmy Anderson. We've played a whole well. series without Jimmy Anderson, who's got you know these these 500 Test wickets, yeah. and you just think, well, you know, nobody's mentioned it, we've lost it, but you know, he's an integral, our leader of our attack, and. You know one would have to ask would he have been able to get Steve Smith out or wouldn't he have done would he have made it more difficult what would have happened you can't say but you know losing somebody for the whole series um, was uh, to me you know somebody's not, not, not even mentioned it but it shouldn't really detract from the, the lack of technical ability shown by some of our batsmen which really was a bit Contributed to losing the Test Series. Yeah, as it, it's a, it's a pure fan, it's, it's had its moments
0: of frustration when one has been shouting at the telly, I, I, can, I can assure you. Um, if you're looking forward then, just for uh, a bit, who, who do you think is knocking on the door potentially for New Zealand and then South Africa?
1: Well, I think Ollie Pope certainly is a, is a guy that, that uh, we're looking at. He's had a game before, I watched him uh, at the Oval just recently where he got 100 and looked in very good order. Um, looks to have the, the, the quality to, to be a, a test cricketer. Um, he's now batting a little bit higher up the order for Surrey, which is good. And you know, I think the experience of being in there before will will help him, and he'll certainly be uh, what I would say a a person of interest to the England selectors. The others, well, there's not too many people really knocking on the door. Zach Crawley down at Kent, uh, Dominic Sibley, who's been getting runs at Warwickshire. Um, but there are lots of... What about our own David? I mean, he's, he's well, David's amongst been, the runs all season. has been, been amongst the runs all season and, and, uh, and that, but it, it's sadly not a middle-order player we need. Mm-hmm. All right, yes, you could say so, you get back yeah. with Jason Roy. I yeah. mean, our frailties are really in the first three, and, and as people uh, like the coach Trevor Baylor said today, yeah, it's not, it's not you know, Joe Root it's ideally would back four. Yeah. Um, and therefore, you then really look in... I mean, Rory Burns has shown that he certainly has a test match... Uh, but I'd say uh, ability in his brain, um, and he's he's shown that that ability to bat for long periods not worry about it, dismiss things, but just bat in his own way, uh, which he's done magnificently. Um, And, uh, you know, other than that, uh, we've seen Joe Denley, who's coming from four to move up the order. Uh, Jason Roy, sadly, still seems to be lacking that ability to realise that, you have to defend the ball, and when you defend the ball, your bat and pad have to be reasonably close together. Yeah. Uh, because the ball does a bit, the white ball doesn't do anything, so you can hit through the line. And if you want to be a professional player at the highest level, you've got to be able to adapt and, and get in your mind what you need to do and what you don't need to do. Sadly, Joe Root's got trapped on the crease of it. Um, uh, and yeah, on it more than one occasion, it's been something that when he was playing well as a young kid, he always used to get forward and used to get out the ground and, and get at the ball. and. You no, know, just little things like that. You know, it, it, it's it's difficult to sort of uh, put your finger on, but you know, you, you can say that, and, and a lot of the guys, um, you know, it's a bit like a plumber coming into your house and say, well, I, I can fix your bath, but I can't fix your tap. Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. fix, You know, you, you, Okay, so you're telling me you can only play one They're professional cricketers. Yeah. You know, Bearstone's got lots of hundreds. And it's got lots of hundreds. And, you know, Jason Roy plays county cricket day in day out, and you know, you, you're going to say that, you know it is a different game and you know uh, and I'm sure they were trying but you know there is a discipline that's required and, and, and Ben Stokes and even dare I say it Jack Leach showed them how to do yeah
0: absolutely they did and the concept was so good uh, um, Craig Overton for a while there in terms Indeed. of just pure application let's come on to you and let's come on to our Ashes all-time Middlesex team i got a couple of questions for you as I look back over your career particularly 1985 massively stood out, although you had the Ashes win in 86-87, I think you've got, um, you averaged over 100, you had two times against Australia you had that 207 in Chennai, what do you think, was what was going on in the 80, 85 that just made that, everything come into place for you that year?
1: I suppose um, the one thing I might say was that David Gower, when he took me over to India, did it because he felt I was a good player of spin. He made it clear to me at the beginning, before he even started, that I was going to play in all five test matches mm-hmm. um, in India and so I should get used to it and I'll, he, you know, he said I want you to start at three and if you don't do that then you'll bat at five and I'll bat at three. So, you know, don't even think about not playing, you're going to play. Now whether that sort of reinforcement of, of having the certainty, like when you're captain you know you've got to play mm-hmm. and some people uh, when they're not captain um, it doesn't matter to them. Some people, when you oh, are captain, ask you in a minute, so some, you sometimes when you when you are captain, it gives you that that ability. Well, there's no point you're going to play, so just get on with it. Uh, people deal with things differently. Some people, when they're you know hugely talented cricketers, get given the captaincy, and it doesn't work very well. Yeah. So um, uh, it's just a question of how how it works. So for me, I suppose it was. Uh, and it's one thing I've always done and uh, uh, allowed to do when I was captain is that I'd make everybody feel welcome and a part of the team as mm. Bruce did when, when I was a youngster here at Middlesex so David probably did that in no uncertain terms I mean I'd, I'd, I'd sort of flirted a lot of way through and I'd, it was just I suppose it was just getting over that little hump that, that David seemed to find quite easy and others have and, and, and some of us sort of were, were always trying to get over that hump but once you get over that hump it's you feel a part of something and you, you know how to actually play Yeah, very good um, So, let's
0: um, I, I understand you've been kind enough to have cast your eye over uh, an article that I wrote for the Middlesex website um, that uh, really picked the very best of Middlesex through history uh, who were English players who could play against today's Ashes um, My openers I had uh, Andrew Strauss and um, Bill Edrich. Any other
1: considerations there, or, or, or that you would you would be thinking for that uh, opening spot? I, I suspect not. Um, Mike Smith was was a, a very very. Um, he played, I think, one one day international for England. Uh, Mike Mike was a played with us in the eighties. I mean, Will Slack was a very talented cricketer as well. He was, um, and those are the guys that I played with um, going back in time um, you would look at someone like Jack Robertson yeah. yep. who I think was a, a, a prolific sort of cricketer um, somebody that coached me when I was a young kid um, sadly going back further than that I, 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 I would not necessarily uh, have a, a sort of a, an ability to distinguish between the, the, the sort of and it's very difficult to sort of pair the pair sort of generations of cricketers. It it is, and Um,
0: and, and that's actually one of the things I found most interesting. I tried to project whatever I could find on YouTube, whatever I could find in terms of of, of, uh, just what was written about them, and and project forward to how they might be today. And, And obviously it is a leap of faith to say, that um, but what Bill Edrich uh, would, 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 would play today, but I'm pretty sure he would. I, you know? I,
1: I, I would agree entirely. That's what I was going to say. I mean, if, when you pick someone like Strauss, I mean, you've obviously got a quality player. He's played at the highest level that I've seen. And is Sir Andrew coming shortly? the boycott gets Sir Jeff or not remains to be seen <laughs> okay. due to the uh, the Twitters and things that uh, are going but yeah, let's, anyway, let's, let's stick on the subject. Let's stick on the subject. <laughs> and, and going a bit like, you, you wouldn't find any more combative, talented. Cricketer to open innings for you, I, I wouldn't have thought. There, there are many that have been of uh, that sort of persuasion to open innings. He was, he was brave. He was, uh, he, he was a man. If he got in, would, would continue to bat on. Mm-hmm. So I, I have no problems uh, at all with your, with your openers. I good think good. Uh, they are guys who, who have certainly two of the character, two of the, well, one of the characters shared between them is that, is that. Uh, that fighting ability, yeah. that never say in, die in one, case, ability, quite literally. <laughs> one <laughs> case in quite literally, and when he talked about stress, he said, he said stress. You don't know what stress is, mate. When there's a <laughs> vicious met up your yeah. ass when you're in <laughs> the bomber, then uh, you know, or a Lancaster bomber. He said, uh, you know, that uh, that's stress, mate. So yes, yeah. Yeah, very interesting. So now I had to think quite hard about my number three. Mm. What do you make of him? Well, turn over the page, and I think it's probably uh, <laughs> Mr. Compton. No. Oh, it's me, is it? Ah, oh, right, OK. Well, you know, the, the, I suppose the, the, the scenario you'd look at, I mean, I play with a very, very, very talented young man. Yeah, a very, very talented young man called Mark Ramprakash. Yes. Um, who, uh, who was possibly, in, you know, the last man to ever sc- gonna score 100-100s in, in cricket. He scored, I think, he, he
0: averaged about 40-odd against Australia, but when I, when I weighed it all up, my, and he was deep in my consideration... I don't think he ever played in a winning Ashes series. And he, I, and probably I just, no, he probably didn't
1: know. He probably didn't bit like Alex Stewart. Well, and, and you know, a bit and like others. a bit like Gus, I Gus, think. actually. Yeah. even Gus though they well. individually
0: they did really
1: yeah. well. No, I mean, uh, you know, when you talk about number threes, I suppose I did it for a long time, and then you know, Ramps was always number four. Um, and you won't get a better player technically in the and, and the ability to score runs like he did in County Creek was, was just phenomenal. When he got to the Test level, I think he he probably you know, himself he tried to be too pure. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted everything in the middle of the bat, and he wanted a. You know, I think he was he was desperate to do well. And, I think in the end he probably put himself under too much pressure. Yeah, and uh, he's, uh,
0: he's gone on record as sort of describing how he was feeling some of those times, hasn't he? Yeah, it? it's, and it, it's, it, an it's frustrating
1: because, you know, I, I went through the same sort of scenario, although I wasn't quite as talented as he was, I don't mm. think, um, technically. Um, so, you know, uh, it's interesting, you know, again, there were people, I think, that managed him, didn't manage him very well. Yeah. And I think that, certainly at England level... Well, that's, think, a, that's and I a, think and I think there were there that, that that might have helped. Uh, although he was as you say, could be quite volatile when he was younger. Yeah, um, he he was he was uh, yeah. Uh, and sometimes in Test cricket, you need to be you need to be you know slightly relaxed and if you can and and focused. And I think sometimes he. He was trying to be too pure, trying to be too correct, and I think you know he, he had to realise sometimes you just have to play the game. Well, that that's a really interesting perspective. Now, uh, for my number
0: four, I also have my captain, and I've got to be honest, I had to think very hard about this as well, because I, uh, I had yourself, uh, I had Andrew Strauss at the top of the order, uh, and I had a man who's, on pure run scoring probably less so, but I have Mike Brearley. Yes, you and <laughs> I plumped for Mike Brearley at four coming in after
1: you. Well, it would be an interesting thing to do, I mean I suppose it's a person you, you I would say that you want to get into any team yeah. for his ability to manage yeah. people mm. and have a wonderful cricket brain as well. Um, whether four would have been a, a good place for him or not, I don't know. Um, and yeah when you have somebody like dsc coming in um you know dennis compton with a four uh, with a five would be the right place for dennis i'm not i'm not sure i think probably dennis should have been coming in at four where he was always coming in at for england and for for middlesex and uh and i i would i would suggest somebody like dennis was was somebody you'd have coming in for and brears if you're going to move him you know, he plays spin very well. You'd move him a bit down you'd the order? You'd move a bit further down the order. Um, and you would have him, no disrespect to bruce you'd have him at five where he's a very, very fine flower of spin. Even though he opened a lot of his career. And he? he opened all of his career, yeah. so if you're not having him open, where would, where, would, where would he best be best be sort of poised? And if you've got someone like D.S. Compton, I suspect respectfully you'd have him in his place of... of, of uh, of comfort. Well, what a happy sport. problem to have! We'd be, we're, is, we're moving, I mean, we're moving openers down the order at the moment, but well, not necessarily we are. for the same we, reasons. We are indeed, but I think you'll find that Breers had a much better technique than Mr. Roy did. Um, and uh, although, uh, if you look at his career in, for Middlesex, he had a wonderful career for Middlesex. Brees, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and you know, when people say who averaged more, Robertson or Parfitt, really they would all get a shot but it was brilliant so. yeah perfect came very
0: close for, my, for my number three uh, Rodney Hogg wasn't it who yes. said uh, Mike really had a degree in people he
1: did indeed and, uh, it is an interesting one you know out of yeah. all of all of those is, is the one thing that, that the middle sex have probably been blessed yeah. with has been, yeah. been some, some really standout players and mm. the fact that you know someone like Rams doesn't get in there when you think scored 100-100 yeah. and whatever it, it's interesting but you you would have is in there for the simple reason that he was he was without doubt the best manager of people uh, and a team and, and had the 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 one in, uh, in the captaincy. The I team was team just the feeling uh,
0: I, I think the, uh, and, and your insight on flipping the positions between him and DCS I think is a really interesting idea because really my my rationale for Mike really wasn't the runs it was just looking at the personalities that he was managing <laughs> and, I, and i felt he might he might just be have a very interesting way of going about that not that i would say for a moment that that, that you indeed sir andrew to be uh wouldn't um i had an all-rounder so so we've gone down to four and five um my all-rounder was uh sir Gubby allen and i looked at a number of people here how would you feel about that's him interesting in this i mean i i <laughs>
1: I, it, that was the one person that, of, of all the team that just stunned me. And you said, "Sir Gubby Allen." And I'm thinking, opening fast bowler, last person for Richard Johnson to get ten wickets for Middlesex <laughs> in innings. Body line down under, refused to bowl body line. And yeah. I'm thinking 9, 10 or eleven, and you put him in at six. And I'm thinking, how do you reconcile putting Sir Gubby Allen in at six? In yeah, pretty, a team with yeah, John 25. Murray. Yeah. With John Murray. Um, if you were going to put anybody in there. As an all-rounder. You would certainly put John Murray. Now. I suppose. Um, if you look at Middlesex. Middlesex were probably. I suppose. Like most of the teams in the 80's when I played. Were well, I'd say a pure cricket team. When you look at all-rounders. We never really had a We had specialists, we had two specialist spinners. we had yep. three specialist bowlers, we had a wicketkeeper and five batsmen. Is and this, that, um, when is you it, had this Embry is, and Edmonds together. Yep. 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 And when we had Tufnell and Embry, yep. all the way through my career, we really, very rarely relied on a bowling all-rounder. Yep. We always had wicketkeeper all-rounders, but never bowling all-rounders. And so what I'd say to you is, do you have Gubby Allen or do you have Mark Ramprakash?
0: That's a really interesting, you're, there's a theme here Mike, <laughs> in your response and I think it's a really interesting one. I went for Gubby Allen, I think some of it was character, some of it was he did average around about 25 in tests. I suppose in my head I was also thinking about deepening my bowling attack with the fact that you had Steve Smith to deal with, <laughs> uh, assuming they're playing the Australians of today. But um, at the there same was, time, we need to, we need the strongest batting lineup, and,
1: and, yeah. and I think well, I suppose he I makes was, a very good point. I would, oh. I would then suppose oh. I would I would then suppose I would say to you, I would then say to you, what about Fred Titmus? Yeah. Now there is a man who actually as, a, as an all-rounder. You would not necessarily have him. You could have you know Titmus and uh, if you're talking about batting, you'd have Titmus and Murray possibly.
0: Well, I, I certainly had J T Murray. Um, as as keeper. my wicketkeeper batting mm. at seven, um, you make a very strong case that perhaps Agbabi was more of a of a of a, a bowler that could bat despite his record, and Ramprakash might well strengthen that team. Uh, and as an alternative, um, you'd be looking at Fred Titmus perhaps again because he does have a very strong batting record as well as his his, his bowling. Indeed, uh, capability. And you so look at the amount
1: of wickets he got in that era, and he was, was no slouch at the back, um, and you know so you have, you have an option of Titmus Ramprakesh as opposed to Sir Gabby, uh, Sir Gabby Allen sadly
0: um, so I suppose what you might do I, I, again it might depend on conditions because I, I actually had John Embry sort of as my 12th man in a more pace attack but you could potentially play both Fred Titmus and I had and Bo- Bernard Bozenkamp but you could play Titmus instead of Sagarbi Allen and you'd still you'd strengthen your 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 bowling attack and and you definitely wouldn't weaken your batting. No. So
1: I so um And did Compton bowl some leggies? He
0: did, you did, DCS did, no. yeah,
1: you're absolutely right. Um and he got quite a few wickets bowling so his leggies, I understand.
0: So from your perspective, um and oh, I could bowl a few medium paces. I'm you. well aware of that. <laughs> uh, I wasn't focusing on your bowling. No, 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 nonetheless. nonetheless 161 um, wickets I, at twenty eight. I, I had that I had that in my notes. You, you can rest assured. Um so instead of perhaps of Scubby Allen, uh, we might we might have Ramps higher up the order, we might have Fred Titmus in there as well. We're agreed on JT Murray, oh, no, no. but we may bat him one higher at six and perhaps Titmus at seven. Yes,
1: you could. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, if you didn't have Bose and Ket you had Titmus, Yeah. you could have Ramps, Murray and Titmus. Ramps, Murray and Titmus would be... I actually have
0: it down here then, as that. Ramps, Murray, Titmus. Um, Which And would then you'd have your three scenes. Well, the beauty, part of the beauty of this is that you're not really yeah. weakening the side given the, the depth and breadth that we uh, we have to select from. But I think that would be... But your 12th man then
1: could be Bose Ket. Yes, it could. As your 12th man... Depending on what sort of wicket you're playing on, yeah. And to be honest, the reason I,
0: one of the reasons I went for for him was, I mean, he, he has a record that stands up, although perhaps not in as many tests. The I'm not it was the, tip before, the no, no. What was interesting to me was that he was, he was he, he's been attributed as being as the the discoverer or the first the, person the, to create the bosey, the or, bosey or the googly, googly yeah. Indeed. And 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 I guess what I had in my mind was. The inventiveness to do that against Agreed an immovable entirely. wall uh, like uh, uh, Kurt Steve Smith. That's where I was kind of going with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, indeed. But, but your
0: side so far is, um, is certainly complimenting and definitely not weakening <laughs> where we started. Um, so let's move on to the Seamus then. A man we know well and who may very well be walking through this door in a minute. Uh, I did go for Gus, probably because I saw him play a lot.
1: And um, I played a lot. And a you played a lot. The, the question you then have to ask is. Should it be Gubby Allen or should it be, or should it be Angus Fraser? Uh, interesting, very interesting question. Um, and you'd have to say, and I love Gussie to bits, and I would have him if I had had a bowler in my side. I didn't play with Gubby, and this is why I say it's difficult to, to sort of go through. But, you know, Gussie was was in his younger days extraordinary, um, gifted at a young age, and yeah. with the ability to be mean. And metronomic, a bit like a Fred Titmus uh, but with a with a ball in his hand, bowling at a reasonably lively pace, and he had height on his side. I think um, I'm right. He, didn't he play his first Test against Australia and take
0: uh, four wickets, one of which was Steve War? I think he got, and then he got Steve War when he took his career best, which yeah. against Australia. So he seemed to get Steve War out for fun, and uh, he, he wasn't easy to bowl. No, he
1: wasn't at all. He, you know, he might well have been. So I don't know. Quite how good Sir Gubby was, mm-hmm. and, I, and I and I and I have to say, um, uh, it is it is a question of, of, of there is another bowler in there that I would have to ask you the question: well, should it be him or should it be Fraser um, in your lineup? Yeah. Um, as to and again, this is why it's difficult when you've not played with people from that era. Yeah. You don't know the pace they bowl. You don't. But you can only say in their era, they were quite extraordinary. Um, and, and who and would that be? And that would. that would.
0: So we potentially have Gubby Allen for Guts.
1: So Jack Hearn. I have JT Hearn in um, Yeah. And you cannot argue with his figures. Certainly, numbers wise, you numbers can't. Numbers wise, know. you can't. Uh, and you say, you know, what was JT Hearn? Uh, he was a medium pacer he was you're looking for more pace perhaps well i'm not looking for more pa- i'm just i'm just wondering you know he played an uncovered wickets he, he he did what he had to do on that particular time he was obviously magnificent at what he did there's a question of when this team is playing as to as to where as to where as to where you and how you pick a team because i think jt hurt possibly on this sort of wicket well, they say if somebody like Shackleton and people like that bowl on this wicket, they wouldn't bowl it differently. Yep. they just run up and bowl it. And it was a question of, you know, what they did with it and how they did it and, and, and how people would play. Um, so, I, I would I would say, you know, you cannot really argue JT Hearn as, as wickedness in numbers, but knowing what Gus can do, I, I, you know, I'd, I'd have to sort of, you know, Get him in somehow, so if you are so, talking about Gubby Allen, I mean, Gubby Allen, I mean, he was, I mean, there were, there were two people in which we haven't looked like was Alan Moss was a very, very fine yeah, bowler, he was, uh, and, I and Sport, him. and Sport as well, yeah. JSC Price, so they were the other two guys that, you know, uh, I, I did see Sport bowl, Um and he played for England, obviously, and bowled bowl really, really quite lively, um, and he was just too nice to be a fast
0: bowler. John Price, well, the only thing, I think, they... I, I, th- I did think very hard about John Price, and I sort of talk about that in the article. My my, my concern was I don't recall his figures against Australia were particularly stellar.
1: They probably weren't. they a uh, pretty decent side when you played. Against oh, the 60s uh, 70s. undoubtedly. Yeah. Um, uh, and you're right. Now he, he didn't play that much, but for someone like Mossy, for example, who, who Jamie bowled in extremely well here and was you know he had a bit of a nasty streak on him as well. Yeah. Mossy he was he, you know he was he was another guy that. You'd have to look at. I mean, my, my only my, my sort of, if you like, my, my, my query again because I never saw them bowl. I mm. only saw Gubby bowl on on the, on, yeah. the, on the on the on the tape and in body line, but he never bowled. Didn't bowl body line. Didn't bowl body line. That, that, was, that, head, he, that story was in, in my head as well. He still got quite a number of yeah, wickets yeah, in did. that series he by did. pitching yeah. it up. So it, you know, so their 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 uh, sort of a sort story. Um, with, 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 yeah. with JT burn I mean, you, you just look at Middlesex history and you say, how on earth can you not pick him in, in your all-time <laughs> best sort of, I, I, and again, I don't know his, his record against the Aussies, I mean, I, I, I've written it down there, but is, uh, before I even read anything, I, my, my, my sort of abiding uh, memory was... Uh, 48
0: what? wickets at a shade over 22, 6 yeah. of 41 is best figures.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and you look at Gus's figures, he have got more wickets than that. Yeah. But, um, but, again, you, you just sort of wonder how many test series they play in that sort of era. And, again, you know, Gus has played many more test matches, many more wickets. Um, a bit like Steve Finn. I mean, you know, I don't know how many he got against Australia, but he got against test wickets. But, um but I,
0: think, I think what... I mean there's no right and wrong answers there isn't there isn't
1: and that's, that's, that's why it's, it's always frustrating with bowlers at different eras because they play the uncovered wickets you're definitely
0: looking to get Fred Titmus in oh yes um, it sounds to me like you might be prepared to drop JT Hearn for Gabby Allen or even for Moss yeah uh, and I think that's absolutely fine mm. um, let's bring ourselves slap bang up today because he's just taken four wickets four wickets <laughs> um he can be wonderful and he could be frustrating, but at his best, which is where I'm picking where I'm picking for, at his best, and we saw some of that today, he's a hell of a fearsome prospect to face, I would imagine, with that height. I have gone for Stephen Finn.
1: You have? Um, and if you're talking about his best, I suppose there is no you know I think probably Gus will say that that Stephen Finn's best against Angus Fraser
0: extra bit of bounce maybe, that extra pace, the trouble pace. is
1: it's not all about pace and bounce, hmm. this is the trouble I mean, you know it's about confidence, it's about you know, it's a, it's, it's about it's about getting the ball in the right places in, in, in test match cricket, which you know he did when he was younger he, he ran in, he bowled day in, day out, who would you pick it's a, it's a very difficult one because Finney, Finney has got that, that pace, and I don't know how quick Gubby was so
0: we've got uh, It's it's very it's not always reported consistently. Quickish, medium tends to be the most.
1: <laughs> well, I know how tall Garvey was, but then you, yeah. you you know you look at uh, Linwall and Miller. Yeah. And Linwall was only my height, if that. But they say he was he was fantastically, you know, fantastically quick or quick, you know, quicker.
0: So I um, I think I think Mike, just thinking about what we we're saying here, there's there's some clear things that you're definitely saying, and there's some nice tabs. I'm hearing one very definite thing. Is you would want Mike Rampakash in there, and you would potentially uh, drop uh, Mike Briley down the order to make room for that, and I think that's fantastic. Um,
1: I think you're
0: not quite so sure about Gubby Allen and your other. It's just the way you're saying it. I'm feeling Fred Tipnis for you is a is a is a must. Yeah. And then somehow we have to make a sacrifice because we can't play 13 players as much as we'd like to <laughs> so, uh, so my scenario so would,
1: would be you'd have that's why i say to the 12 you'd you'd have you'd have sort of stoddard if you'd like uh not stoddard um uh hern jt hern jt hern is 12
0: As twelfth man and would you stick with uh i would just have 12 and say you pick for any 12 yes and you stick but so you'd stick with Finn in that mix Finn with Fraser. Fin with Fraser that would be oh, that be fun to watch, wouldn't it? Yeah. That would be fun to watch. Well that's fantastically helpful. <laughs> As I say, there's no wrong answers. No. There, so, no but, no, no, but, no, but I will make sure people, people hear the, the, the your point of view. It'd be a, a dull old world if we all agreed. Um, a couple of just a question to close for you. you. Tell me perhaps your absolutely single most standout moment against Australia the point that lifted you to the highest high when you were facing the old enemy?
1: Um, I think being down under an 86-7 where we won every tournament, um, we had two one-day competitions, we had a test series. We had 16 people and Mm -hmm. they played in all the matches. And we won all three competitions against the West Indies, a good Pakistan side in the Perth challenge. And then we, we played against the West Indies again in that time period of time in the 80s, when they were still a fantastic oh, yeah. side, and Australia in the uh, in the World Series, which we've never we've not won and never have won mm-hmm. apart from that year, and then we won the Ashes as well by by the fourth right. Test at Oval. And um, you think we're going to perform well at the Oval? You optimistic? Um, I, I still think we'll have the same problems, um, unless all of a sudden the switch clicks. In some people's in some people's <laughs> area. Wait for the ball onto the bat. Mentioning move feet, their names. Move yeah. your feet. Um, as I say, the the, uh, the the one highlight for me, um, I suppose, which Joe Denley you know, fought again as he did in the in the other innings, but he seemed to he got in better places. He, really he got in better in. places oh, this yeah. time, you know, which is you know just shows you the the step up from county to Test cricket against an attack like theirs. Uh, and it's taken a bit of a bit few bruises and a few this, but he got in better positions. He got out of the way a bit easier, as did Burnsy. You know, after being pummeled yeah. here at Lords, and he, he worked out where he had to get to. So there are some things that are that are working. Um, we still we still need we really still need a proper opener and a, and a proper number. number we do. Room.
0: If only we could wind the clock back. Mike Gatting, it has been an absolute pleasure. And um, as I say, no wrong answers. Thank I would certainly consider it. your suggestions for our team. Very kind. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Guerrilla Ship Podcast. You're bringing me views. About County Cricket. That's not in the news.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.